0: Hey guys, how's it going? It's Joey with Midwest Flowers Uncensored with me today. I got Connor Olstead and Cal Ness. This episode of Midwest Flowers Uncensored is brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. You can find them at HighMountainJerky.com.
1: Roger that, buddy. Um, We got a jam-packed show today.
0: Not really. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: got to do a 40-minute podcast in 20 minutes. Yeah.
1: We got stuff going on. We got lives. So, <laughs> yeah, let's just hop right into it. Uh, we got Hold on. We got a question on Instagram. Somebody was like, hey, just started listening to your podcast. I love it. Um, if there's a chance you guys could talk a little bit more about how you guys have been successful getting permission, that would be sweet. So, Joey, permission getting extraordinaire. Do you want to, like, elaborate on that a little bit?
0: On how to get permission? Yeah, no, just tell no, us. no, no, how to move into this the farm? Where <clears throat> yeah, that's. I think that's what people really wanted to know. Actually,
1: it. is uh, how do I move in and start renting a farm that I can hunt at? I will
0: tell you what, you got to have tree lunk tree trunks for legs. Let me start. Tree with lunks. That. Yeah, you got to have tree lunkers for legs. <laughs> no, you got to have a hot bod, man. Let me tell you, you got to have a spicy baby-looking face, and then you got to walk up there with confidence, and you got to say. I'm your fucking dad. That's what you say.
1: All right. So hold on. Let me just get this straight. I'm just going to help everybody on the show. Uh, Don't do that. (laughs) That won't work Um, for sure.
0: I don't know, man. Where you been hunting the last couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) So when you asked for this permission, do
2: you have that? Did you have that mustache? Or did you actually have the baby face?
0: I have always had facial hair when I go and ask for permission, yes. And it's always yeah.
1: been bad, mostly, too. So that oh. might be a key, actually. Whispy. Um If you have terrible facial hair. Wispy. And tree trunk legs and a dad butt and a great bod.
0: Yeah, I think, I honestly, man, you know what I think the big factor of it is? Having a butt. Yeah. Because when you turn yeah. around, you, you say, oh, well, you know, I was thinking about hunting these 40 acres over here, and you turn around, and the farmer just looks straight down, and he goes... Oh, my God!
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not possibly the reason that you've gotten permission. I've do heard you it. do you like sulk <laughs> away too? Do you like swing your butt as you walk away? Oh Yeah, 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 yeah. so that, yeah, 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 that brings
0: me to a great story. It was Noah and I. We're at the Mall of America, and we're with his mom. We're maybe in fourth or fifth grade. And one of my favorite things to do in large like public areas, so like malls, the state fair, whatever, yeah. is people watch. Ever since I was a kid, my dad got me into it, and so he's
1: (laughs) my dad got me into it.
0: Yeah, no he he would just sit on a bench the whole time my family was shopping. I was like, Dad, what are you doing over there? Why you what?
1: That's how you talk
0: (laughs) when you're a kid, man. Yeah, I talk like this all the time. Uh, Papa, why you why you sit on bench? And he's like, Well, first of all, I'm fucking mad that my family's spending all my fucking money, And, (laughs) and then he's like, No, people watching is the best thing possible. So then, fast forward into time. And it's Noah, Heidi, and I. And we're walking in the mall. And I shit you not, there is a 500, maybe four to 500 pound black woman. And she is just throwing her hips on every single walk. Work it, girl. Just wait. So she would take a step with her left leg. And you'd think her butt would swing to the left, right? No, she'd walk with her left. And before, like almost on the exact step where she'd go to her right, her butt would just throw to the left. (laughs) And I mean, I wish this was a video podcast already. But you, she would literally just—I mean, it was a sight to be a Bink, bink, Yeah, it was—it was unbelievable. So when that's you walk where, away, so that's where you learned. So when you walk away, that's what you do. You just throw that ass, girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Throw that shit. And the farmers like that. Yeah, they do. They do. Um.
1: Oh my god.
0: Oh is my it? god. <laughs> Okay, no, here's the real way to get permission. You go up there and you're super respectful, super respectful. You understand that you are asking someone to take on liability of going onto to their take the liability of someone else shooting firearms on their property, and so you go into it with that mentality of you know a lot of things could go wrong, and they are trusting me as a person to facilitate then that, that so that nothing will go wrong, right mm-hmm. And then you tell them that you know everyone around the area and, you know, ask them to call the local farmers and say, hey, I have a great track record with the other farmers, but the birds started hitting your field. And, you know, I was just wondering, I know we don't know each other very well, but I was wondering if you wouldn't mind me, you know, just going onto your property and shooting shit. Do you
2: ever invite them to hunt?
0: A couple times, but normally if they don't say, no, I hunt it, they don't hunt at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because farming is such a hard job and it takes so much out of you that they don't even have time so their busy time of the season is harvest time which is when we're hunting we're Every, hunting yeah, everybody's hunting yeah so i the only farmers that hunt are for like deer and pheasant that i've seen unless you're out in north dakota then a more farmers waterfowl hunt
1: but, but i yeah. would i would say one of the things too is you definitely can't be afraid of getting rejected because you're gonna right. you know like you're gonna you go to to be outdoors. confident yeah, you have to be confident. But not only that, but when you go to someone's house and they say, "Get off my damn property," cuz you're going to get that, I promise you. No, absolutely not. No one can ever hunt this. Don't be like, "Alright, no one around here is ever going to let me hunt." I mean, obviously tons of people do uh let you hunt. Yeah. But you're going to get rejected half the time for sure.
2: I liked your strategy of of essentially doing something for the hunter, which was, you know, shooting or their for pigeons. The farmer. For the farmer. Yeah, for the yeah, for the farmer. Well, don't do Which that again. But. Shooting their pigeons because, like, they don't like pigeons. They don't want pigeons. And it's like, hey, can I come get rid of these pests for you? And, and then you develop that relationship with them over the summer. And then in the fall, when the birds hit their field, you're like, hey, you can just text them because you already know them. Mm-hmm. You know? The other
1: thing, too, is, like, you've done, you have helped other farmers in the past, like, do some work on their property or whatever. And like,
0: so you guys didn't let me get to that. Sorry. (laughs) So one thing, one thing I learned from Nick Johnson, not too long ago is that um, pigeon hunting is a thing. So I didn't even know pigeons were shootable. I didn't know they were so much fun. I didn't, I, and I didn't know that people hated them so much. So after Nick Johnson introduced me to pigeon hunting out in North Dakota, while we were snow goose hunting, I'm like, I need to do this all the time, especially in the off season. Cause there's no season, there's no limits. There's essentially no laws other than you can't poison them. That's it without a special permit. So then uh, that was a big way that I got a lot of permission in Minnesota. Especially. Yeah. You
1: started just asking if you could shoot pigeons. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause
0: I, well, cause we have so many, uh, cow farms. There are a lot of Angus, but there are some milkers still around surprisingly. And so then like the pigeons stay in their barns in the winter because the the animals radiate so much body heat that they don't die, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, if you can find those areas, they'll probably let you shoot their pigeons as long as you're not a dumbass.
1: Another thing for guys that don't have a lot of pigeons too, is if you have coyotes. I mean like a lot of, a lot of farmers, especially if you have like smaller animals on a farm, coyotes are a huge nuisance for farmers. So just think about that end of it. Like anything you can do to kind of help the farmer to start with that you still might possibly enjoy that's definitely an easy in.
2: Yeah, or jump into your skill set. I when I was down in Indiana, I never asked for permission because I was always up here hunting. Um, but when I lived in Indiana, my skill set was drone photography, drone videography, and all the hunters around there, or farmers, gosh, did it again. <laughs> all the farmers around there knew who I was because I took pictures of their farm, and it was it was like the type of thing that back 10 years ago a plane flew around took pictures of everything and then walked to each house and so said they could order pictures Yeah. for me i literally was able to take the photo with my drone and then airdrop it to their That's uh, a really to good their idea phone. dude yeah it is and i literally i knew, in a 10 square mile i knew every farmer and they all talked to each other they all know each other and yep. so you know i became the drone guy in that area and i was kind of excited because i was going to do some archery stuff down there and, and all those patches of woods that sit in between the farms and then I move back home. <laughs> yeah well
1: so. you remember too that permission I got in uh up on my house. The one? Yeah. Yeah that one. Um <laughs> <laughs> not the one. How many you got? Six why have we been hunting my shit? <laughs> I have sent you tons of my stuff to check out. Okay. Continue. Anyway, continue. Uh no but that that property when I went to them Um, when I pulled up, I noticed that they had a door that was messed up on their barn. And so I offered to help them fix it. And they were like, nah, we're going to leave that. That's fine. But we appreciate that you offered to do that. And therefore we're going to let you hunt it. And so like sometimes too, like offering, Joey and I are both in construction. So that's kind of an easy way. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to build somebody's barn, but just like fix a little thing here or there. And they didn't take me up on it and they usually won't. But if you're willing to offer, honestly, just treat them like human beings. And every year I go back to all the spots that we have permission on most of the time, unless you talk to them regularly, like Joey's always pigeon hunting. So he kind of knows like, all right, I've got permission here because I'm here all the time. But for me, I go back to those spots and those people every year and just say, Hey, yeah, but you got to go back every year. Don't just assume because they gave it to you one year, you're just good to go forever. You got to go back and make sure you, you know, say, hey, you guys good with me still hunting it? And every year I hear the same thing from those people, that, that preacher, those people, the same thing. Like, you know, thanks for coming back and just double checking with me. Like, they like to make sure you care and they care.
0: Right. And then, uh, like Cal said, I'm a contractor. So I, like my main specialty in construction is roofing, siding, windows. And so, um, I can easily jump up on someone's roof and do a 500 to $1,500 roofing repair in a couple hours where it doesn't really do anything for me. Like it, I'm not losing any money. I'm just losing my time. And then they are gaining. They're so thankful after that. And they demand me that I invoice them. And I'm like, no, just don't let anyone ever house. Don't let anyone else ever hunt here ever again. They're like, no, you got to invoice me. I was like, okay, I'll invoice you. It
1: never comes. Well, not only that too, but dude, the amount of work that like people then after that, people are like, Oh dude, uh, my cousin wants to build a deck and Joey's like, okay. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's, I mean, it's an easy way. You're basically just making these people like your friends, you know, like treat them with respect. Uh, I'm like their family, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With a butt, with with a butt like that, you're instantly family. So almost sexual.
0: But they, uh, this one gal, I love her to death and I think she's, I know she's selling her farm which hurts, so I'm losing a lot of property there. It's an unbelievable pheasant property. Okay, so apparently they are not selling it, Cal just told me. I asked him to edit out their name just because we ain't trying to drop the names. But uh, it's an unbelievable pheasant property, and it's some of the best pheasant hunting I've ever experienced in my life. And trust me when I say I've experienced some damn good pheasant hunting. But, um, you know, she's like family to me, and I didn't even know that her dad, my dad and her served on the Parks and Trails Committee until three years after hunting, was there? She goes, "Yeah." What's your last name, Vassallo? I served with your dad on the Parks and Trails Committee in Corcoran, like eight years ago. He brought cannolis to one of the meetings. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And <laughs> you so then Italian after, bastard. so then after, yes, I'm Italian, <laughs> I'm italiano like thirty percent. After that, thirty five. But after that, <laughs> they, uh, you know, we've just had this unbelievable bond. And it's incredible. Every time I come out, she tries to talk to me for two hours, and I'm like. You can't, you can't do this. I'm trying to kill things. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I,
1: you know, I just, I was, yeah.
0: She's so animated and she's so funny, man. I love her to death. But
1: yeah, no, that's definitely cool. Sorry for saying the name. I didn't mean to. It's okay. But and if it happens again, I'll gut you like a trout. Yeah. Put you on
0: a slab of newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that sounded like a snake. Yeah, you're a snake, (laughs) a slithery snake. So how, so Connor. You haven't really gotten a whole lot of permission, but your family has leased land before, right? Was that all your dad's doing, or did you have some sort of a? No, my my grandpa had property. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't so
2: leased. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. My grandpa purchased property back when it was sixteen cents an acre, and <laughs> oh uh, my God,
1: <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, that worked out seventy yeah. <laughs> years later. <laughs> so,
2: uh, yeah, we sold it last year, uh, but it was.
1: I'm going to guess it went for more than sixteen cents an acre.
2: Uh, a little bit more. Yeah.
1: That's good. A little bit. So yeah, <laughs> he he
2: had uh, about 150 acres that he bought at 16 cents an acre that slowly he got rid of over the years. And mm-hmm. then there was 30 left in my prime hunting days. Sure. Um, or in my early hunting days.
0: Well, the reason why I ask is I remember you talking about doing so much maintenance on that property. Yeah, so it we deer we season because it doesn't. It. Well, yes, but yeah. it didn't sound like deer hunting maintenance. It's like, hey, we need to keep up this property for someone. That's what it seemed like to me.
2: Oh no, it was a hundred percent like got to go adjust oh, for the, the deer, do the food plot. We got to go set all the stands. We got to go do this and that and whatever.
0: Wasn't there like a? Isn't that where we went? Yeah, a couple so, years ago. Yeah, it, didn't you have to monitor the trail like getting into the place? No, we had no.
2: Hmm, I could have sworn. Yeah, no, it was it was a fantastic little spot. And we actually cool. considered getting like a fish house and putting it on there so that we had like a place to stay in the evening. Um, That's cool. Cause we, had, it's an hour and a half away, but yeah, no, I, um, but I, at this point in time, when I do the hunting that I do for deer, um, it's pretty much asking permission for uh, farmers and then people that have, have private property and just asking, mm. to just hunt with them because you can't hunt two deer stands at once sure people don't really care and then the and then i've done some public deer hunting that's no
1: fun at all sure
0: well it's it's tough man yeah because people just walk through it just random people walk through (laughs) yeah so you're gonna scare away you know deer. yeah yeah Yeah. but fuck deer man so i don't want to talk about deer (laughs) yeah so i've got a i've got some homework for you Mm -hmm. this year go get some properties So, like when you are doing your videography stuff and you're out in some random place of Minnesota and you're talking, if you're like around a uh, landowner or whatever, just literally go and knock on the door and be like, hey, you know, I'm a big waterfowl guy. Do you mind if we come and, sorry, my phone just,
2: you know what's at me? Kind of uh, (laughs) funny is the, uh, because, you know, being the younger individual in a group of, bunch of old farts um and ken is very good at this uh the guy that i hunt with all the time
0: i was like we're the same age but um, no no <laughs> yeah. so when i
2: go out and hunt with uh with ken he very often is the one that's asking for permission and more often than not it's because he knows other people and he could you know kind of bs around stuff a lot better but he um i am usually with him and and that's always fun to like watch him talk and whatnot but being, and well, and either that or his daughter. It's always good to go if you got a female because the they just, all, the ranchers always go for it. Yeah. But, so the property that I know and have a lot of permission on is all turkey property out in South Dakota. Mm. So.
0: I got
1: you. Mm.
2: But yeah, I will, uh next time I'm out with my little drone flying around, I'll take a picture and Whoa. send not it to even the that, dude, yeah, Not saying, even like, that, I'm just saying, like,
0: go and knock on a door. Like, I was in... Madison Lake, Minnesota For a job And it was an hour and 20 minute drive for me It's by like Faribault And the the homeowner was like Yeah, I'll be home At this time, show up I need to show you where my windows are leaking I'm like, cool So I showed up there at 8am Like we talked about So I woke up way too early to drive way too far And then she texted me back She's like, hey, I got called into work I'm not able to be there till 11.30 And I'm like, okay So what am I gonna do for the next three hours? So I drove. I pulled up Google Maps, Google Maps, and uh, looked on satellite. Saw big old farms, and I drove up to each one, see if they had any pigeons or anything. And there was two that had a lot. I went and knocked on one door. No one was home. Went and knocked on the second one. They were home, but he's like, "Hey, my son comes out here randomly. He loves to shoot them. So gotta say no." I was like, "Well, what do you think?" Just for like the day, he's like nah, you know, I just don't want to do them like that. I was like, okay. He's like, but you can go and ask this person. All my pigeons go to his farm. I'm like, oh, cool. As I'm pulling up to the house, seven trucks pull away and I'm like, okay, everyone just left, but I'll go knock on the door whatever. 16 year old girl answers the door and she's like, well, you got to ask my dad. I was like, nah, you know, I got to run back to my job site anyway. She's like, well, actually just just go shoot him quick. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, but if your dad comes home, am I going to get in trouble? She's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll, I'll take the blame. I was like, okay. She goes, but you got to give me your number. And I'm like, oh, how old are you? And she yikes. goes, 16. I was like, yeah, so I'm a man. She didn't Can't be much. doing that. And she's like, well, I get it. You just go shoot him. I was like, cool. So I sat there for like 30 minutes and shot like four. And then I was like, the you know, the time passed, went, ate lunch, and then went to the job site. So she's, stuff
2: like that is really... She's sitting up in the attic window watching you the whole time.
1: Dude, please stop. <laughs> no. Oops.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. That's that's really the cool part about pigeons and farms. And I don't know. Every Damn near every single farmer I've talked to is just salt to the earth. So they're really good people. And if you're a good person, they can tell pretty quick. And you should be fine. Just going up and asking, hey, you know, I'm bored when it comes to this time of year. I don't want to just sit at home and play video games all day. Do you mind if I come over to your farm and shoot pigeons? You know, if I'm a 16, 17, 18 year old kid and 99% of the time, I guarantee you they'll say yes. So that's like my biggest secret oh. for getting permission. I would
1: say not 99% of the time, but
0: for per- pigeons,
1: some of the time, I don't know.
0: Some of the time it works all the time.
1: 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway. All right,
1: Joey, there was a couple other things you wanted to talk about.
0: Yes, there were. So, Cal and I met up a couple weeks ago and I learned how to edit. So that was huge. And Epic. I'm pretty sure we talked about that two podcasts Epic. ago. Connor has been rejoicing ever since. Mm-hmm. And you know what that leads into is we're going to put out more videos in the next coming Months, years, whatever. So, what say we're preparing for duck and goose season for next year. Oh. What is this time of year absolutely perfect for? Calling, practice your calling because you can't practice anything else in the off season. I guess you could go and like land grab, you know, this time of year, but it's not really going to do you whole good because there aren't birds right. there. It's hard to you tell don't know. what's worth it or you don't not. know what's worth it. Yeah, so this is the perfect time of year where you can practice your calling. And so Cal and I filmed nine videos, damn near about calling. And these were all requests from our YouTube channel and Instagram from people commenting, saying what they wanted to hear more about. And so, um, I'm really excited. They're really good content videos. And I think they're going to help a lot of people who are struggling, bringing their calling to the next level, learning how to do a pleading call on a duck call, taking your, um, how to build a better cadence on a goose call, how to build speed on a goose call, how to do a hard bark to sound like the loudest person in the marsh like these are all great videos that i wish were on youtube when i was learning like i think they're going to be absolutely phenomenal phenomenal i cannot talk today dude so
1: where are you going with this
0: <clears throat> so yeah just go on to our youtube channel in the next Couple weeks, and you'll see a bunch of videos being released each week Mm -hmm. talking about how to become a better caller and just how to utilize it in the next coming duck and goose season. And what I'm super excited about that I'm really excited like, so excited, guys. (laughs) I've been wanting to do this video for years, and with me bringing a camera out every time I'm hunting, I'm going to be able to get it done, which is when and how to call, yes, in the field. Showing how it works on birds, how it does not work on birds, what works, what doesn't work, and do like a little video series on it. I think it's going to be so fucking badass, man. Good. Because there's nothing out there like it. It gets me excited that you guys are excited about this because <laughs> I
2: edit all day long <laughs> for not just Midwest Flyways, but my own
1: personal. Did you choose to do that? Yes.
2: Mm. But it it does get me excited.
1: (laughs) There was one thing I wanted to ask you about. uh, Well, both of you guys about. But um, one of the questions, too, that I got from a buddy of mine was if we could talk a little bit about how to, like, successfully plan a hunting trip. Because I think a lot of people want to travel, like, throughout the country and hunt other birds. Mm -hmm. But they don't have friends, like, some, you know, now that we've created all these friendships and everything, which I think everybody will do if you're, like, seriously passionate about waterfowl. You have friends? (sighs) I thought I had two, but... (laughs) I'd say city Annie, city and is what you no? got.
2: Annie and
0: Finn Annie and Finn what you got. All right. That's fine. Okay. Continue. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. I love you so fucking much.
1: No, but seriously though, like how do you, okay, like before you like started creating all these friendships and relationships, like I remember you and Andy went to North Dakota, mm-hmm. right? So like in terms of advice you can give or like trying to figure out how to plan a trip, a DIY can, trip. I mean, sort of. Yeah. Like, let's just say like you're going somewhere Paying money. No, you're not paying money. You just want to like go to Montana, Colorado. You want to go to North Dakota. Like, are you going online, like scouting spots you can like go to, um, you know, by looking at Google maps, like what are you doing in terms of like setting yourself up for success on like a trip that's DIY?
0: So that specific North Dakota hunt, I downloaded the ducks unlimited app Cause I wanted to know more about ducks. I wanted to see every kind of duck. I wanted to hear what they sound like. It's a great app. If and this is a long learning. time ago, by the way, I was 17, 19. I was okay. 19. It was Here. just before we moved into the Robinsdale house. And I mean, just before. And, um, anyway, so I downloaded the ducks unlimited app. It's a great app. And I internet scouted and there were migration reports. People in like Jamestown and Devils Lake saying that there were they were just covered up with birds. We were already on the way there. My buddy had heard that it was a good area, and then I and I downloaded this app and I saw there was a migration part of the app. And they uh, and they literally on our way there, they're like today was insane. We had sixty thousand mallards in this one field, and I'm and we're jazzed up. Right? It was forty degrees on our way out there. It, the hunt did not pan out because it was like a hundred degree difference when we got there It was like negative 35 with wind chill the next day. It was insane. And all the birds were gone. So, uh, like Minnesota weather, or but Midwest the last weather. like, yeah, yeah, but the last, uh, four or five years, I don't know. I just made random connections on Instagram and Facebook and see like people being successful and being like, where are you from? Or it's already on their profile and just being like, Hey man, like I love your stuff. Like I'd love to come out and, hunt with you you know like when's a good time to come out there and sometimes they're like they don't respond and then most times they're like yeah dude come on out like blah 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 blah. and this is before midwest flyways come on out man like whatever whatever and then you ask them what they need you to bring like hey i'm bringing a frames just in case like i'm bringing layouts you know just like contribute obviously and then buying beer when you get there for taking them to the spots and then when you get there you scout and you know, you just 100% contribute.
1: So you're saying you would mostly tell people to rely on like trying to build a relationship with someone that's in a different place.
0: Yeah. But another way that I've just, I don't know, I guess another way I'm trying to think of exactly how I've gone on some of the trips so, that I've gone on. Like, I mean,
2: I I can't speak very much for bird hunting because it's just not what I have done alone. Uh, I'm much more archery hunter and the, and What I did was essentially when I got down to Indiana was pretty much just looking around, seeing what is where scouting from specific spots of satellite and seeing like what would be good, you know, with Google Maps or whatever, and then going and talking to the people and asking for permission to just like sit, you know? And so, yeah, like it's really once you know the area, it's once you get there. And, and interesting
1: but i'm asking like how do you plan a trip before you because like y- you can internet scout right so like okay so well, you're saying you internet scout
0: natural migration points yeah or stopping points so you of can course. start there
1: yep so start there so like figure out where the migration points are try to, i mean the du app like you said that's a really good one for trying to figure out like migration reports um but like if you're gonna plan a trip yeah find an area social media is huge because now you can see where like especially guide services like they you obviously you know where the guide services are so if the guide services are in you know central kansas or missouri or whatever and they're like crushing it it's a pretty good idea that like right you could be like okay next year i know (laughs) around this time it's probably going to be pretty good for you know ducks in this area specifically like somewhere around this area then i would probably just go from there and be like okay uh this seems like a pretty good area. Next year, let's plan a trip to this area. Like, you guys went to Nebraska. That was a DIY hunt.
0: That was all, uh, right? that was all Gavin's planning, Gavin and Riley's planning. Right. But I'm super glad that I went on that hunt, and it taught me a lot about different areas. That's probably, like, the coolest part. But, but yeah, so, no, no we, we knew where we wanted to go, but we had no idea where the birds were. And so we had, a, like, a general idea, talked to some locals around the area, and they're like, yeah, you need to go here. It's like cool. I mean, if you go to the local bar in the area, if you like just say you struck out hundred percent. You go to a bar, like a kind of like a dive bar, just kind of like whatever during hunting <laughs> so season. So you're saying you're find gonna,
1: a dirty, stingy bar where yeah. like some other people like you might be there. Exactly.
0: <laughs> they look exactly like me, if not better. So, um you just ask locals and just be like, Hey man, you know, we were scouting all day and didn't find shit. You know, can you tell me where you know? where them birds at. You don't have to give me the exact spot, but just like kind of give me an area. And they're like, yeah, man, here's where they go. Thanks, man. You know, I mean, (laughs) a lot goes, buying someone a beer goes a long way at a bar, a long way at at those bars. Yeah. 100%.
1: The guy can't afford the next beer.
0: Well, don't say that.
1: Some of them can't. We're not all rich like you, Cal. Okay.
0: Yeah. Mr. I build homes. My wife's a doctor. (laughs) Whatever.
1: (laughs) My wife's a doctor. Yeah. I'm going to She's Mexico next place. week.
0: I'm going to Mexico next week. You know, we don't Sorry, all have man. your kind of money. Sure, 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 sure. Dude, sure. no, no, what it's totally valid
2: though. I was out in Montana um elk hunting and we had no, no luck at all. Went mm. to the bar, bought a bought a round of seven and sevens for a dude, Ugh. a couple people. Yeah. And uh um and he just like sent all of his pins on onyx <gasps>
0: that's so lit wow that's so lit yeah
2: but and and the reasoning is is that <laughs> to get a tag in that area super hard and he didn't get one that year oh that's cool and so he was like and he had been out and like scouting around because that's what he does to make sure that he knows where they are and so he just like sent us the pins that's just like thank you that's <laughs> like
1: dumb luck huh. but no but for real, you guys are right 100 percent. like people are gonna try to if you, like, are passionate about it, people want to help people that are passionate about the same things as them. For yeah, maybe.
2: there's... Oh, for... Is it and she- ask
0: in the off-season. Ask in the off-season. Because if you're asking people where they hunt in season, they're never going to tell you. Yeah. Or you'll get a lie. And that's the funniest shit. For um,
2: sheep, like bighorn sheep and all that stuff, apparently... Mean where what I got in the barn. Where they are... <laughs> okay. <laughs> a bighorn
1: <laughs> Is that is that what it would be? Is that what you're helping? No, I was gonna no, say what? We'll the heck? No. <laughs> Joey's a bighorn sheep farmer. Okay, so, <laughs> so they <laughs> produce like, what nothing. The heck? We're not in Texas, bro. But yeah. continue. Well, no, but for like sheep hunting,
2: the um, uh, since it is like a once in a lifetime tag and it's so freaking expensive, yeah, it like becomes a like town event when somebody draws a tag. And oh, cool. everybody starts to know it and they like start like so you're driving or whatever and then all of a sudden your guide will get a phone call from some random dude that's sitting on his in his truck ten miles away. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I saw one. And it's it's just because like everybody wants that to happen for them when they finally do draw the tag, if they ever do draw the tag. That's so cool. And I think it's yeah, I think it's
0: one of How the big was the town?
2: Ever. The I'm the area? Mm-hmm. It's, no like
0: because it sounds like a small town kind of deal.
2: This was a story that um, Kevin was telling me about. Mm. And so he was, and because he was a part, he was filming that hunt. And so I, gotcha. I was like, yeah. He was, And so I have no clue, but it's I can't imagine it would be that big.
0: God, I love the hunting community. That is so badass. Because,
2: well, it's just with sheep, it's it's just like you're spending 50 grand to get this sheep on the ground at the end of it. Like with mounts and with guides and with travel and all that stuff, like it's, you're only going to do it once. That's why nobody freaking like you know to, to win those t- those tags like that's why they're so rare damn they're like the that's sheep crazy show and stuff
1: don't underestimate the hunting community I think that's a big thing for sure if you like want to go somewhere hit somebody up if you see someone on Instagram whatever just hit them up and be like hey hey man you get you hunt out there I've been trying to come out there for a few years you know can you give me any advice I want to like do a DIY trip a lot of times people be like dude, just come hunt with me like, get out here and just sit down with me for a day or two, you know? And you can, like, DIY half your trip and try and meet up with some dudes for half your trip. I don't know.
2: Hop on Bumble Friends. <laughs> oh, <Oh-ho. laughs> Once you get out there. Okay, oh <laughs> yeah. that's going to take us into a
0: different part of this segment. So, <laughs> oh, if you... I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm single. These two are locked down. And so, when I go on a hunting trip, and let's just say the hunting isn't very good, <laughs> i get a little bored i've had a couple beers in me you think i'm not hopping on bumble a little bit tin tin
1: joey's just trying to find guy friends Bumble friends no 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 no. i'm not on the friends portion (laughs) absolutely not
0: (laughs) i've never i've never um i've gone on a couple of dates but you know nothing ever happened
1: how successful is bumble or tinder though in like a town of of 100
0: hit or miss (laughs) hit or miss not very good but hit or miss but you still got to have a little bit of hope. You just you get know? lucky in some chicks of, home from college. I've heard of guys getting having great success rates in Canada. Like
1: unbelievable. Dude, we're Americans. Those baby. out
0: like those outfitters, they love Americans. Yeah. So <laughs> they just kill it up there.
1: It's funny though cuz like <laughs> Canadian guys here so, wow. <laughs> well they they all sound like this, eh? Yeah, where, yeah. where's
0: my fucking toque? They really do though. Like Welcome a lot to of this em- episode of Mallersmashers. Oh shit, bud, we gotta go on, the internet.
1: on the internet. We're north enough that 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 accent is pretty natural.
0: <laughs> oh fuck, bud. <laughs> oh shit. Uh you got that's a nice duck boat you got there. <laughs> yeah, nice duck boat. Boat. And then the girls sound like this. Oh hey, what you doing over there? <laughs> Dude. like your butt. It's like <laughs> little house on the Prairie Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> I um, was
0: related to lingo
1: dude. <laughs> and milder. like for Joey, all he has <laughs> for Joey, all he has to do is sway that
0: butt. Dude, I just walk like that enormous woman on Mal of America. And they're like, Oh shit, bud. Oh, why don't you bring that thing over here? Bring it to mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'll make guess i am tater da dish
1: for that ass <laughs>
2: I think you just like talking in that accent. I
1: do, I do <laughs> It's like your favorite yeah. anyway. Joey practices that accent in front of a mirror.
0: Oh no, I don't. <laughs> I only practice it on Thursdays when I throw the wig on, you know? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you, yeah. on that one you sounded like the guy from You Betcha.
1: You betcha. Oh I have, yeah. Called the bush funny. funny. Stuff. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Um, Okay,
0: I think I want to add the podcast right there. I got to go do something else here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, All right,
1: that's it. Wow, (laughs) are you serious?
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, I do. No, don't hit it (laughs) yet, bud. We got to close it out. Be sure to like and rate our podcast here. We have 28 ratings. Not enough. Come on, you know. Yeah, share our stuff. If you guys like our stuff, we're going off the numbers. You like our stuff. Yeah. So why don't you keep sharing it and put, give it a little
1: rating. You know, five-star, four-star, two-star. It's always a five-star, obviously. But well. Maybe after this, the, hear this 35-minute podcast, is a four-star. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Nah. We'll do it live. We'll then. do it live. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> Appreciate it. Make sure to stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming for you, and we'll see you next time.